<laughs> what does that mean? Oh my god, now it sounds perfect. Frank, yeah. you're a genius! <laughs> oh yeah, you sounded good. How do good. I sound on your end, good? Mike, you're sounding crystal clear. Good stuff. Yeah. How's it coming out on your side there, big guy? Ah, sounded beautiful. Let me try something out here real quick. Oh no, it's about to get funky. Oh! Can you hear that? Can you? I can hear it, yeah. Oh, Mike's playing clips, folks. Watch out now. He's in control of some music. This could get dangerous real fast. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. All right. You want to know why I wanted to do that? Why is that, sir? You know why. I have a clip for you, Frank. Mike, you have a clip for me. This I is... A, I have a clip for you. Of you. <laughs> For all of the real fans out there, this is a first in Dude Man history. We are oh clipping our past selves. Wow. All right. This, I'm nervous. This is from last Sunday's show. Okay. Let's, uh, I think there was a little prediction in there. Let's, let's I'm excited. <laughs> let's hear it. That sounds about right. Yeah, I've been watching the World Series, and it's a good time oh, for Oh, who do you think is going to win that? The Phillies. You, you too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I do. Why? Is that the consensus there in the Chi-Town? No, Uncle Gus says Phillies. Really? He, he actually said Phillies a long time ago. I'll give him that. They got the heart and they're streaking. And uh, the Astros are too like confident in themselves like in a, in a bad way. That's just being from Texas, you know. <laughs> Comes with it. Uh, so there's an interesting stat. The hitting coach for the Phillies, he was the hitting coach for like three or four other teams that went to the World Great Series stat. and won over the last. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wait for it. Well, that guy's salary just went up. That's right. And honestly, <laughs> got to be able to hit the ball really good. in the big games, you know. So that's uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm gonna say Phillies in five. Mm. Yeah. I think they're going to take right. them in the next three games straight. Damn it. Oof. That hurts. That's right. I'm going Astros in six. Nice. Wow. Oh! Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'll have to place my bet. Wait I for the reason. <laughs> I'm only doing Astros because I support uh, Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> Called it. You totally called it. Holy Astros shit. in six. That, that was recorded October thirty first. Everybody. Wow. Did you put some money down? No, I should have. Oh. You and Uncle Guy had me doing. You and Uncle Guy line up against me. <laughs> I gotta go with the wisdom on this one. You know. That should have, dude. I would have actually won some serious money. <laughs> Nobody had Astros in six. <laughs> that was such a crazy call, Mike. Man. You nailed it. <laughs> I'm blown away. I'm floored by the clip. I can't believe you just played a clip. <laughs> of us. <laughs> I'm freaked out. <laughs> Good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. So I called it. You and apparently um, a dude I wasn't too familiar with, but uh, Mattress Mac also called it. 
Yeah, Mattress Mike. You never heard of this guy? I've heard, I, a few times I had maybe heard some rumblings, but I didn't really think about it. And then I didn't know though he put down like all this cash. And uh, oh, you, do you have a clip about it? Because he I does do. it every World Series. I actually do. For anyone uh, not familiar with the uh, sports betting world and or the fact that the Houston Astros just won the World Series in six games, Mike, great call. Congratulations. Oh, and uh, I, guess, I feel more of a winner than the Astros right now. Like, I think you are, dude. <laughs> Nobody's a bigger winner though than Mattress Mac, apparently. Uh, so he uh, he he won out big. Someone did get lucky last night. We are talking about Mattress Mac. He started the game by throwing the first pitch, and he ended it a whole lot richer. Mattress Mac tweeted this picture last night. The owner of Gallery Furniture invested $10 million in bets for the Astros to win the World Series, and they sealed the deal. So Mattress Mac wins a $75 million payout, which is the largest in sports betting history. Damn. Wow. Oh, they don't explain it, huh? No. So Not he actually is going to come out even. He does the bet every year to hedge the bet for his company. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. So, like, I think it's at the beginning of the season or the beginning of the year. Every year, he owns a mattress company, right? Yeah. Or a furniture company, right. something like that? Right, for sure. And, uh... He does this bet with his customers where, like, whoever... It's like this thing where if you bought a match or, like, whatever, during the World Series, he'll pick somebody. Whoever wins, if, like, if somebody wins, you guys get a refund on all your furniture. Wow. Right? Yeah. It's like a marketing, you know, ploy. For sure. And then what he does to counter that, to hedge that bet, he bets on the other team. Wow. So either way, he kind of wins. All right. Nice. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. That's <coughs> Not um, as interesting as me calling it a week early, but in, you know. In honor of Ted Cruz, of all things. In I like honor that. of Ted Cruz, yeah. <laughs> the Cruz, man. The Cruz, man. So I'm sure Ted was a very happy guy, especially. Tom Cruz, Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz has the better spelling of Cruz, right? Yeah, this is true. Just, just goes to show you, man, two letters makes all the difference. Yeah, for sure. A Tom is way cooler than a Ted. <laughs> you know? Tom, Ted. And the cruise is different, right? Cruise is C-R-U-Z for cruise. Is that right? Yeah, for Ted Cruz. And Tom, he's like cruise in USA cruise. Right. Yeah. He's like on a cruise. He's on a cruise. You know? I feel like maybe... Ted Cruz is cruising to Cancun, you know? <laughs> I can't believe they still bring that up. Is that the big thing about Ted? Somebody the other day, I just heard them call him Can- Cancun Cruise. It doesn't really stick. I don't know why. It, no, it, <laughs> <laughs> because you guys made fun of him for going. Like his, he was, his, his city was open. His towns were open. Like nobody, there's nothing for him to do. That's the thing. Here in Denver, Hancock, the mayor here, declared everything shut down for Thanksgiving. And then he hightailed his ass on a flight to a place that was open in Mississippi. Yeah, like, that's way more of a story. Nobody forgets that shit, man. No. That was a slap in the face. Yeah, that was a huge slap. <laughs> yeah. That's why he ain't yeah. re- he's done. I, you're not going to see Hancock running for anything here anymore. 
Or how about AOC going to Florida and then she's like, I can't believe they're all talking about my boyfriend's sandals. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, nobody cared about your sandals. No, or your boyfriend. Uh, I was watching the uh, morning shows today and Chris Christie was just on a rampage of basically destroying Donna Brazil on the fact that just Democrats are going to get destroyed on Tuesday. And he actually, I was surprised, but his call heading into Tuesday was the biggest, the big shocker will be in Colorado and O'Day is going to overtake Bennett for the Senate seat. Wow, you think he said that? He said that, yes. Chris Christie declared that this morning. And I've been saying for months now, the polls are wrong. And I think the Republicans are going to have quite an impact here in Colorado. People don't realize it. They're going to be very upset come Wednesday morning when they see the results. And for for them to go declare this on a national level, like, hey, you know, I mean, I, I was just very impressed that Chris Christie went out there and just said, Look, you guys are going to be really surprised by Colorado. <laughs> it's not it's not a democratic stronghold like you guys seem to believe it is. So, yeah, I think this election will prove that there's very few strongholds, you know. I just have been mesmerized by the messaging the last 72 hours out of the Democratic Party and the people who fucking, you know, tow their bullshit like bill maher and whatnot i mean just and the entire dude it's every channel every channel you turn on they're talking about the end of democracy isn't this fucking crazy i mean even this morning like donna brazil and company were they sound nuts it's the end of democracy (laughs) donald trump ended democracy 240 years of democracy donald trump ended it that's that's how powerful this man is yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. You're right. And I don't know. I'm I'm shocked at the dialogue happening right now. There's no focus. Uh, I don't. I saw Cory Booker interviewed this morning. Oh, is he still alive? They Jesus kept asking Christ. him over and over again, like, "Well, what's your response to people saying, like, look, we don't care about any of these fringe issues like abortion and what have you. We're really concerned about the economy." And Cory Booker's like, well, people are really concerned about abortion, see? You know, it's like, no, dude. No. Are you not even listening? I'm not scared democracy is going to go away. (laughs) What's next? I don't think anyone's concerned about democracy disappearing. I think the major concern right now is the money disappearing out of our fucking wallets. That's it. Yeah. And uh, I'm... I'm really shocked heading into this final push here this weekend, man. The the final message from the left is democracy's in danger and abortion this and uh, Trump that January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. <laughs> yeah, dude. Election deniers. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know why that's not sticking? Because <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's given more money to these election deniers than Mitch McConnell. Nancy Pelosi was pushing these people through the primaries. You can't help these people in the primaries and then turn around and be like, oh, this is the biggest... That means you're the biggest threat to democracy, right? (laughs) Frank, if you're the biggest threat to democracy and and I'm taking money away from people that are fighting you and giving it to you, well, that means I'm just as big of a threat as you, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess, man. (laughs) 
Who's, I mean, who's worse, the election denier or the lady who's given the money to the election deniers to make sure they win? She literally, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, they decided to push these people through the primaries. Yeah. And here. If it was really the end of democracy, you wouldn't push them through the primary. Very true. And here in Colorado, tons of money was spent to get these kook, you know, cuckoo job, you know, weirdos. Instead, they got this Joe O'Day guy. And Em and I were cracking up today at lunch. Uh, they played some like political ads like they're doing everywhere. And the one for Joe O'Day, right? Because he apparently did not side with the election denial stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. He's a Republican who said, yeah, Joe Biden's president. All right, let's just move forward. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah okay, so, so he's going to win. He's going to win. No, they, have, yeah. they don't know how to fucking go against this guy. And they had this commercial where it's like, Joe O'Day is an ageist. He fired, <laughs> he fired people 75 and older from his companies and said nothing about it. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? What? That's all you got against this guy? Are you kidding me? <laughs> 75 and older, good. Bring that to Congress. Just, Everybody's 75 and older, fire. Please. It's it's so unbelievable. Like the commercials against this guy when if the if you're a Republican and you said nothing about the election, right? These commercials against you, they have literally nothing. They're like Joe O'Day shaves in the dark you know and it's just like boom boom and he's like he once said hello to a mexican but didn't shake his hand you know what i mean it's like okay what, what, what are you, what's your problem with this guy i don't understand what's going on here no, that's, they're having the same problem with people in uh, illinois that have like openly said they support like a 16 week <laughs> right because now you have to paint them as like but well, we want not, you know, we want nine months. What's the what's the alternative? You know, I think what's killing them here in Colorado is the Hispanics and immigrants or children of immigrants. Yeah, you got a lot of like first generation Native American. Native American. They're voting Republican, and yeah. so that they completely. I was laughing about it this morning. You know, the, they just spent forty years basically hamming it up to all the Hispanics and opening the borders, and they all turned around and said. You guys are fucking weirdos. We're voting Republican. You know what, I mean? like, what are you guys talking? What's with this? Weird- I don't know what the fuck a Latinx is. Yes. But I'm gonna vote for that guy who doesn't call me a taco. I like the guy who reads the Bible and believes women are women and men are men. You know, and they want to yeah. have like a family. You know, like we're into that kind of thing. It's security. We're not into whatever the fuck you guys are doing over here. Yeah, the whole. Dude, they're running away so far from the defund the police platform. It was your whole platform in 2020. Oh, my God. You were the party of defund. There were two things the Democrats stood for in 2020. It was lockdowns and defunding the police. (laughs) There's nothing else. Dude, I tried to send it to you. Did you see the protest? uh, I think it was in Mississippi. Oh, no. About the black guy that got shot by the police. You showed me uh, it, it was the fella with the uh, assault rifle strapped around his belly. Yes, <laughs> dude. There's eight people there protesting. <laughs> and nobody's putting it on TV. <laughs> they can't fucking run away fast enough from the black man was shot by the cops. Wow, right? It's the most toxic issue, man. I think now's the time for fucking Derek Chauvin to appeal that case. Good call. Man. Maybe even do it post-midterms, because then you definitely have majority. Here's the thing. Uh, the reason we're seeing this wild swing at the last 
moment here in polls is because they're counting the fucking votes and they're seeing what's coming in and they're seeing like, oh shit, we're supposed to have an edge, but it's actually going towards the Republicans already and they haven't even fucking lined up and voted yet. No, you guys are losing the mail-in voting, which yeah, is your people. That's terrible. That's really And it's like bad. record... Ma- Dude, I don't even get why people are so happy to... S- they're like celebrating all over every news channel that 40 million people already voted. Like, why is that a good thing? It's weird. Right? We should be voting in person the day of. The day of. Early voting should be people that really need it. There's yeah. no... I don't know. I, I don't know what, why it bothers me. But it's just one of those, like, feeling things, you know? Like, you guys on the left have all your feelings laws. <laughs> right. Mine is, like, just like you feel like ID is racist. Okay, well, I feel like voting a month before the election is just, it leaves just a door open for fraud. Seems like you, you can know? cheat a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little room for cheating. Not only that, it does seem it seems like you're kind of ruining the game because there is that October surprise, right? Oh yeah. I mean, how many people voted before John Fetterman did the? Uh, oh, the debate. The Mike, debate. that's nothing. How many people voted before Pelosi and his underwear lover got caught in the mix? <laughs> Come on, man. The lovers quarrel. Get out of here. <laughs> but the Fetterman thing was a big one because a lot. The reason they pushed the debate back so far was because they were hoping he would be better by then, right? For sure. And the one thing I keep hearing from doctors is the problem Fetterman has is now it's been so long that you're probably not going to get better. Like you've probably recovered as far as you're going to. You've hit your peak. Right. Like it's going to be a very slow, slow. Progress to get better now. It's not going to be that, you know, because he was probably brain dead and then he got to where he is now within six months. That's a very quick recovery, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that but, is, but still. But they were hoping that he would get even better. And the fact that it didn't, it's like, dude, you're pretty much capped, you know? And that's rough. That's devastating news. I wish that kind of scenario for no one, you know, it sounds horrible. Uh, but a person like that should not be running for the Senate. No, come on. <laughs> and worse off, man, not only did we have former President Obama campaigning for this dude, but the president himself, Dingleberry oh, McPherson, every- he was there. Just, you know, like. Dude, they brought everybody, man. <laughs> everyone, dude. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so into this Pennsylvania race. But it has captivated my heart and my soul, Mike. I, I'm just like, <laughs> so into it, dude. They they have brought out a, like Oprah endorsed Fetterman. Oprah, you know what I mean? Like they are just going <laughs> so far in for this retard with brain damage. It's so ridiculous, man. I know why you're into it, dude. I love this race because it's the it's like you look at your dem- the people in your life that are Democrats, right? You literally are looking at them and you're like. He's a stroke patient running against a, a, a doctor. <laughs> and they look at you like, you're stupid. Like, you're crazy. Don't, don't be an ableist. That word didn't even exist until they had to make one up for the retard running against his doctor. <laughs> I can't get over this guy. I, it's amazing. You guys, are, you guys literally had to make up words to make us feel bad about making fun of this guy. Oh, man. And here at the last minute... 
it's obvious they're going to lose this race, so they're bringing out the big guns, dude. We're bringing out Obama, you know, and all this crap. And Shit, man. You guys clearly look at this single race as the one that's going to define the outcome of the Senate, number one. And number two, you know you're about to lose. Let's think about it. You're running against the guy that used to be on Oprah, right? As the expert. Wow. Right? As the expert. Yeah. Like, okay, bring out Oprah to fight against him. On behalf of this retard. <laughs> oh, man. It's just rough. It's rough watching Fetterman. Like, everything they... Sh- did you see that commercial with him and the towel? Ta- Frank, did you know that was before the stroke? It was from 2016, dude. Fucking couldn't <laughs> believe that was before the stroke. <laughs> that was how he was before the stroke? That's- what made you guys think he was going to be better after the stroke, dude? <laughs> He literally is. You know what I mean? He how, might be back to normal. How long has this thing on his neck gone untreated? That's my number one question. <laughs> when was that film? Yeah, dude, when was that film? What's going on with this guy? The hump looks so young. Dude, this- <laughs> <laughs> they gotta have somebody better. Is there nobody better in Pennsylvania to run in- for the Senate? The Senate, Mike. The f- what's uh what's uh what's uh Roethlisberger doing these days? Throw wow. him up there, right? They love him. Man, he'd probably pull way better. Hey, you know, I you know he's a conservative conservative because we never heard one thing about his politics, which means they <laughs> shut him down. That's right, man. <laughs> Get Ben out there. <laughs> well. They're bringing out everything they got. Oh, that's right. You need a Democrat. Yeah, not a Democrat. Yeah, you can only bring out the goods, and that's the Obama goods. I'm surprised Big Mike didn't make an appearance. I didn't see him anywhere (laughs) in the foray there, but uh, (laughs) they had to bring out other goods. And once again, Mike, here's my favorite part about clipping anything to do with these midterms and them bringing out President Biden is uh, they clip like four seconds of the dude. It's usually like his intro, and then they never go back to Biden again because they can't clip this guy. <laughs> they cannot clip him. He's unclippable. Dude, dude he came to Illinois. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. I think they're here right now, honestly. <laughs> they went to like this high school in Joliet, and they're like, you a, a a gym, and they didn't even fill the gym with people. Ooh. Yeah. That's not good. Dude, Donald Trump is filling arenas. Yeah, and apparently he's going to make the big announcement this week, Mike. Uh, yeah. I don't care either. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna dive in. This is fun stuff. Uh, this is the last hoorah that you know they're going for it for Fetterman, man. They're bringing out everyone, and they just ugh, this is beautiful. I love the way legacy media is going at this. You know what I mean? They're really they're cramming Fetterman down our throats, but they just can't show any Fetterman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 they 
want you to. And by the way, the only clip about Fetterman floating around was him garbling through some mumbo jumbo speech that made no sense. And then all of a sudden, like an act of God, this wind gust blows down all the flags behind dude, him. How funny was that, <laughs> I'm not, dude? No, dude. The worst part was he literally was like talking about Biden being a non-seditious president. <laughs> That's right. Right as he said it, this giant gust just blew every American flag over. <laughs> Dude, even God knows you guys are full of shit, man. Oh, man. This is what goes around, comes around, you fuckers. It's what you get for the mandates and what uh, everything you did to the kids over the last two years, honestly. Ugh, it's, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. So here we go. They're going to they're gonna cram us some Fetterman. Sans Fetterman. It's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, Presidents Biden and Obama sharing the stage for the first time in this midterm election. A joint effort to rally voters in Philadelphia, making clear how crucial the Keystone State is to Democrats, essential to maintaining control of the Senate, as well as for keeping the White House in 2024. Earlier in the day, Obama stumped in Pittsburgh. You deserve somebody who stood side by side with you. Somebody who will work every day and fight for you. Somebody who's actually from Pennsylvania. You deserve somebody like John Fetterman. The former president trying to tip the scales toward Democrat John Fetterman in his Senate race with Dr. Mehmet Oz. Hello, Philadelphia. Born in Pennsylvania, tonight's event is a rare battleground appearance for President Biden, whose approval rating has hovered around 45%. I know Pennsylvania well, and John Fetterman is Pennsylvania. He is Pennsylvania. And Oz and Pennsylvania? Not to be outdone, former President Donald Trump is also oh, what, what was that? <laughs> campaigning alongside Dr. Oz, who has been casting himself as a moderate in the race. I will very, very, very probably do no, it again. We'll cut to Trump. Okay? On the campaign trail, Mr. <laughs> Trump has been hinting at his own political Perfect. future. Two sources familiar with his thinking telling NBC News he's likely to make another bid for the White House official later this month, though the time. Yeah, you're not confused, and I didn't change the clip. We are talking about John Fetterman versus Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, but yeah, we got to talk about Trump, right? Got to It's insane. Got to go to Trump, man. You got to have at least 10 seconds Trump news. Otherwise, you know, how are we going to get the viewers, man? Come on. Oh, it's insane. It's all about ratings, Mike. All about the ratings. So retarded. This is unreal, right? They're dying for him to run again. <laughs> Mike, they need him. Oh, my again. God. It just... I just hope uh, we have enough paramedics on hand to revive Jeffrey Tubin after he uh, gets his erection, you know, and then <laughs> Tubin's himself almost to cardiac arrest. I can only imagine. <laughs> it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be a show, quite the show. <laughs> Timing could change. Dasha Burns joins me live from Philadelphia, where former President Obama is actually speaking right now. Dasha, give us an understanding of the strategy at play here. Well, Jose, Pennsylvania could very well come down to its largest city, the turnout here, and it is in its surrounding suburbs. So the goal for Democrats tonight, clearly energizing their base and trying to overwhelm the rural counties that lean heavily Republican. Jose? Yeah, it's not going to work. Uh, they're screwed. It's incredible. Yeah, Obama can't save you. He's not running. You notice how mean he sounds lately? Like angry, mean Obama, not a good look. All of them, dude. They're just talking about how this is the end of democracy and we're all the we're all evil. The message is falling flat. 
<laughs> that's the problem. So now you guys got to get angry with it. Yeah, getting angry with it, dude. That's all I'm and, getting And at. I love the argument of, I can't believe you even think about vote Republicans. They literally have no plan. They're running on no plan. They're running on just not being Democrats. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, what's your plan? Because what's been working for two years? Yeah. Well, you, you would think two years in, you could run on your accomplishments. Remember Pete Buttigieg from several weeks ago? We clipped him. He was obsessed. <laughs> Mike, they had so many accomplishments. So Pete, many accomplishments. Pete Buttigieg was exhausted from explaining them all. I mean, it was just, well, the, you know, too many. It's not even that you had two years. It's that for two years, you did nothing but just brag about all your accomplishments. You passed this bill and this bill and this bill. and this. They were all spending bills. And now, now that the bills come home, you know what I mean? The bills come in, inflation's through the roof. Now you don't even want to talk about that. Just talk about how this, they want you to vote on two things they can't even prove is real, is really an existential threat to your life. Climate change and democracy. (laughs) The end of democracy. (laughs) Elizabeth Warren literally said, they all said, Nancy Pelosi said, democracy and the climate and the planet are on this cha- on this ballot. That's right. Right? Yeah. It's insane. Nobody nobody's voting on that. No. No, they're not. And uh I was talking about we this fooled morning. our parents. Hey, you got our parents. <laughs> That's it. I distinctly remember the second shutdown here in Colorado and Polis went on TV. I've talked about it before and I got excited. I thought he was going to declare masking over no he went on tv to declare this bill that was going to grant opportunities for uh bipoc and people of color to open dispensaries in downtown denver amazing great job so not only are you an asshole and don't care about anybody here in the state but you're also a fucking racist congratulations dude you guys don't understand why you're sagging in the polls now you don't understand for five seconds why nobody wants to vote you back in yeah, seriously. It's you looked around at all the problems and you saw that was the number one? Oh, it wasn't just that. Sorry, I, I confused it with his other bill where he had to include, uh, sign some s- sort of trans-inclusatory bill for kids uh, who are colored, of color, and trans, and getting into... Like, dude, no, but you never thought, hey, you know what? I think it should be illegal to mask your children. It should be up to you, the parent. Didn't cross your mind? No, you just want to be this fucker that goes on TV and masks the kids for two years. He'll probably win again, because we live in a stupid era of stupid. I don't know, man. You guys might might go red on that. I'm hoping we go full red. I'm fired up. I'm not the only one fired up. Man, the people who have kids, the people with skin in the game, the people who suffer the most when these politicians go high on their fucking horse and, you know instill these draconian rules like they did in 2020. I don't think people forgot. Like they no. think they want, like they want people to forget. I didn't forget. But no. like people with kids, they certainly did not forget how they were treated, how their children Dude, were treated. Dude, I hear it every time I talk to our parents. Why don't you guys just drop the COVID talk? Why do you guys even still talk about it? Amnesty. Amnesty. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, that amnesty. Amnesty. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Man, you know, the closer we get to this election, the more I remember COVID and the more fucking fired up I get about it, the angrier I am about it, the more my blood boils. And I just want to like, 
I, I want to stand in line right now. I want to be first in line to vote these fuckers out. You know, I'm going to get my tent. I'm ready, baby. Especially because they don't even want to admit they were wrong. That's the worst part. The denial. Admit it. And you guys are still trying to force this vaccine. Oh, yeah. Oh, they got to make their money, man. Come on. It's about the money. 14% have it. Yeah, it's about the money. And you know what? We're all now reminded it was all about the money because here we are two years later and it doesn't matter what path you chose during the pandemic. You could have either been a sheep and you followed the law of Fauci or you denied it and followed your own path. Yeah. And we all ended up here in 2022 and nobody can buy gas. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you took the shot or not. We can't afford the gas. We're all broke. We're all broke here at the fucking end of the road. That's the worst part about it. It would be totally different if one side won and we could all look at the other losers and they're broke. You know what I'm saying? No, seriously. We're all fucking broke. Life is shitty for everybody right now. We can't afford shit. (laughs) Doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. And that, I think, is why, I don't know, I feel like everyone's just kind of, you know, the weird part about this midterm is I feel like it allowed everyone to take one moment in their life to stop and think about how shitty everything got two years later. Yeah, real fast, No matter who you voted for. Right. And it doesn't matter what gender you are or what color your skin is. Well, or even how worse much, than that, you know, dude, is people on the right were warning you people on the left that this was going to happen if you vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Everybody that I knew like that was conservative was just screaming, don't vote for Biden. They're going to extend these lockdowns. They're going to ruin the economy. Oh, yeah. Vote, vote Republican just to end COVID. Nope. And then here we are two years later. Do you think maybe quietly, silently, the big lie really was that if you take the vaccine, you won't transmit the virus, and that was proven false because they never really even tested for it to begin with? Yeah, it's not false, Frankie. They don't know. <laughs> That's right. How do you... Nobody knows. <laughs> That's... It can't be true or false. It's an, it's That's an right. enigma. There's no positive or negative if you can't <laughs> test it. <laughs> It's a neutron. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Yeah. Maybe, though, just maybe very quietly, right, everyone took that little piece, that little nugget of knowledge and thought, well, fuck this. We got lied to. <laughs> you know? yeah. all, all the way around, we got fucked, man. Like, <laughs> the government just pulled a fast one on us. So I got to quietly go on my way and maybe even quietly vote on my way. Maybe without saying it. I'm sure there's some people that are like that, but there's others that uh, will never accept that. Uh... Dude, I still hear it from people. Like, you get the argument over, they cannot answer me why the first two shots were good and necessary, but they don't believe they need anything after the first two. Is that because you took the first two and then you realized it was bullshit? <laughs> right? Right. Or, you know what I mean? Because you have no, there's no science behind that, that cutoff. You can't tell me the first two, you need the first two, but not any boosters. Yeah, no, I, that makes sense. Right? I, 
<laughs> it's, the, the problem is there's no study for any of it, so it's all or nothing because you're either you're either having faith in in that religion or you're not. You're saying you can't go halfway. I'm saying if you took the two shots, and now you're telling me that you believe the two shots were good and that you should have taken them, but you don't believe you need any other booster. It's because you don't want to admit you were wrong, and Good you call. know okay. that all the shots were bullshit. But it, you know so, what I mean. So the only the truly bought in are the ones who are at four and five, right? Which and even is, the ones the ones that are like that are the first two shots or that one J and J. Those are the people that like now they just don't want to admit that they were the sucker. So they're like, oh no no, the one was good. Like, I hear it all the time, like, oh, no, well, you know, I do work in the hospital, so it is good. Then I got the first two. Why? And then why not the booster? You still work in the hospital. Good call. Right? There's no... Because my my problem with that theory is you took the first two shots because you're listening to their science, right? Yeah. Well, their science is telling you you need the booster. So why did you stray from their science in between the second and third shot? Yeah, and this is why nobody's getting it, right? Well, is it the Chicago yeah. booster clip? Is that the one where they uh, discuss the fourteen percent of eligible? Is that I still have it? If you want to rock it, oh, uh, let's do it. This is a great clip. This is just from a few days ago. It's still pretty relevant. This is uh the sh- this is the booster scene, right in Chicago, I believe. Yeah. And uh, well, they're having an interesting time getting people to uh, come and get their shots. Especially with the largest. Dulce Garcia race. is doing exactly what public health officials want every Chicagoan to be doing getting the new bivalent COVID booster and flu shot now before the winter hits. I think it's important for us to be protected. While Garcia received both vaccines at the Esperanza Clinic today, Eva Bavala was only willing to get the flu shot. She's hesitant about the new booster. Bavala is not alone. According to the Chicago Department of Public Health, only 14.6% of eligible Chicagoans have received the (laughs) Omicron-specific vaccine. We expect the winter of 2022 to 2023. This lady, by the way, is wearing a like a witch costume while she's doing this yes. press conference. This is the lady who decided <laughs> to keep the Chicago schools closed for two years, for over a year and a half. This is people. And she's now sitting there in a witch costume for Halloween, <laughs> telling you to go get your fucking. Yeah, they do. They don't even. They're not aware of themselves. Oh, all right. To see another surge in COVID and probably some surge it's in It's really not deaths. that pretty of a lady. <laughs> she she is very witch says, looking. If you're five like, years old and above and have not had a COVID shot since Labor Day, you are due you know for I mean? one now. If yeah. not, already fears another variant <laughs> may emerge. We're especially concerned uh, for Latinx and Black Chicagoans who have borne the brunt of the COVID <laughs> pandemic and who are the least protected. Only 14% of Latino residents and 17% of Black Chicagoans have received the new booster, compared to 57% of white residents. The African-American community, come on, we are better than 17%. As he rolled up his sleeve today, Pastor Chris Harris is calling on faith leaders to use the pulpit this Sunday to urge their members to get vaccinated. Meantime, Dr. Arwady is calling on parents to get their kids both vaccines, especially the flu shot. 
parents are less likely to be getting their children vaccinated against flu this year. That is a really bad combination because different than COVID, flu <laughs> hits kids hard. Doesn't sound Dr. like they trust you guys anymore. COVID <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yeah. There are single digit pediatric ICU beds available in Chicago and the respiratory virus season hasn't officially kicked in yet. Nationwide, the flu season has started earlier this year, and according to the Centers for Disease Control, flu hospitalizations at this point of the season are the highest in over a decade. Sarah Schulte, ABC7 Eyewitness News. All right, thanks, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Very informative. Uh, and yeah, the flu back and COVID, I guess, is going to come back, or maybe it's I don't gone. know, man. Did you see that lady, though? Like, this is the people in Chicago. They come on, they're fat, <laughs> they're bald. And this is coming from a fat, fat bald man. Um, that's my whole point, is you should look healthier than me if you're going to give me health advice. It's an image issue. Look, I used to work at a salad, fast, casual restaurant back in the day. Uh, I, you know, we had to discriminate against certain hires. If you were a little bit over, you know, into the chunky region, you were probably not considered as a candidate for the job. You know, you're selling salads, you're selling healthy, you want to look like what you're selling. Yeah. Maybe, maybe our health people in government should look, I don't know, healthy? Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Maybe they should look like they eat a salad for lunch. If you're if you're like the head of like transportation, you should look like an engineer. I don't care what you look like, right? But when it comes to health, yeah. right? We just have such we have such a bizarre concept of health in this country. And like that lady's in charge of our health in Chicago. She looks like she eats as many Italian sausages <laughs> as I do, right? Yeah, Mike, I want somebody that eats a salad. Mike, enough about her love life. All right, let's talk about her <laughs> diet here. <laughs> show clean uh, here fella you know italians yeah. in chicago second biggest <laughs> thanks Lori. thanks Lori. <clears throat> uh no one wants the shot no one's getting the boosters it's a pro- it's a poison program we talked about it the other day you got a circle of a few 80 year old immigrants talking about how they think it's a eugenics program you have a serious uh marketing problem on your hands there really bad and it probably has something to do with you guys like trying so hard to shut out any anybody even questioning it. It's a bad look, right? It's interesting, and I've noticed like uh, we haven't had a lot of food outbreak uh, disease situations. You notice that? Remember, every you know three weeks you get the eggs with yeah, salmonella. salmonella. Yeah, the nobody yeah. eat romaine lettuce. You know, yeah. I haven't had any of that shit go on for the last year. Pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah, except the baby formula is pretty big. Oh, the baby formula shortage. Yeah, and that is kind of still happening. I feel like I've noticed. I breezed past a few aisles. They still kind of looked a little short. I don't know. Yeah, but we're supposed to uh, have major shortages within the next couple of weeks, so things could get interesting. People stock up, I guess. Right, get those canned beans ready. Dude, uh, I, I watched this video of a uh, Cuban who came to Flo- who was like just landed in Florida or whatever. Someone who escaped uh, communism, I imagine. 
Yeah, and yeah. they t- it was his first time in going into a Walmart. Oh. Oh God. It is it just makes you feel disgusted <laughs> to be an American. Really? Dude, he like he's he you can just tell when he walks in, he doesn't know what to look at. It's like too wow. much stuff. <laughs> and uh apparently it was the first time he went into a store that didn't have empty shelves. Oh, and that's like, yeah, wow. All right. Because this is not a communist country where they control everything that is in the store, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we, we got close. I feel like we were very close. Maybe that's still down the road. We still have two more <laughs> years of this administration to go, man. Everybody should watch the video because he goes to the the uh, bakery area, right? Mm-hmm. And he grabs a cake. It's like, you can tell it's like a, a birthday cake for a girl. And the guy's like almost crying and he starts talking about his daughter. And he goes, his daughter has never seen one of these. Wow. His daughter's never seen a birthday cake. And the guy, the lady behind the camera asks why. He says they don't have eggs. Wow. Imagine how shitty your life is that you don't have eggs to make a cake. Yeah, that is pretty uh, crazy. Right? That's what communism is, though. That's what You go happens. to the store, there's no eggs, but there's like 9,000 spatulas because at one time there was a shortage of spatulas, so the government like redirected all these factories to make spatulas and pots, you know? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we have... The shrink- government sucks at everything, dude. That's exactly it. I don't know what people expect from the government, but they're just going to keep ruining every thing that we need and you well, think about it that's equity when you when when the whole country's equitable what happens is you all get four eggs a year that's i know you know what i mean yeah no it's not good it's not a good outcome that's what i i don't i don't think people understand you know this goes way back though uh, to people not knowing their history being uneducated or maybe not even being uneducated, uneducated but having poor education you know, even in rich neighborhoods. I accredit it. No, no, I see. I accredit it mostly to just nobody cares. And then a week, two weeks before the election, they, they see all the ads come on. And then they go make a decision based on things they've heard. You know, it's why Bill Maher and SNL have such a big reach. Because they, uh, they appeal to the lowest of the low. Not the low, it's not even about low or high or educated or uneducated, it's more about time, no time, right? Like, Bill Maher reaches such, so many, has such an effect on an election because people don't have time to watch the news, but they'll watch him for an hour on Friday night when the kids are in bed, you know? Oh, absolutely, it's a perfect unwind time and show for it, you know? So then he'll get all those people, and that's why a lot of people, you know, and he plays that card all the time that he's like a centrist, even though he's not. Yeah, and people, people that watch it, right? They watch him. Maybe they'll catch like ABC News in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe the Sunday so, shows, right? It, right. So yeah. compared to those guys, yeah. Oh, Bill Maher's in the center, right? And then anybody <laughs> right. right of him is is an extreme mega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they always go extreme mega. You noticed that recently? Well, dude, ask mom next time you talk to her. Ask her if you're a bad person because you're a Republican, and she's going to say, no. Oh, Frankie, no, you're my son. No. (laughs) The bad people are the MAGA Republicans. Oh, right. And then ask her what that is. (laughs) (laughs) That's 
QAnon. It's got to be QAnon. Because you technically, in their eyes, you are. Because if you if you believe the election was stolen in any way, you're 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 a MAGA extremist. They've conflated it now to where it you may not even express what you feel about the election or the outcome. If you have voted Republican, you are MAGA extremist. If you voted for Trump? Yeah, you're yeah. an extremist. That's it. How, how could you? How far have we come to where the word extremist used to be applied to the Taliban? It is now applied to your next door neighbor. That's well, a... Maybe in your town, not here. <laughs> That's Everybody right. here voted for Biden, Frank. Well, I was alluding to people maybe around <laughs> we're, me. We're anti-fascist, so we want one-party rule here. Oh, okay? right. Yeah, I still confuse that. It still doesn't make yeah. sense to me whenever I think about Antifa. <laughs> I love the whole idea. Democracy is on the brink because every election's coming up 50-50. Oh, my, fa- my favorite part, uh, my favorite thing about this coming election and uh is that you see people are boarding up their uh, streets again you know no i'm just, I'm just kidding <laughs> it just it always seems like when the left doesn't get their way they board up the streets you know because the right is so violent mike well dude they need to man i, I mean, did you hear bill maher man yeah A- america's I- already dead mike i've I literally was in tears from laughter listening to this guy. And it's his... the funniest he's been in years. <laughs> <laughs> his melodrama about what is about to unfold in the next 48 hours. Holy shit, man. This is somebody check on Bill Maher. I, he must, you know what it is? He's hanging out with Rob Reiner too much. I think that's I the problem. Yeah. Are they using each other's tears to jerk off, man? <laughs> like, this is. I mean, this Rob is, is Rob's a frequent guest on the show, so I didn't oh, I yeah. think they were that close. But wow, man, he he essentially maybe Rob Reiner wrote that monologue for him because it was I I couldn't tell if he was being sarcastic for about a minute, and I'm like, oh, you are You're serious. serious. Whoa, man! Oh, he's so delusional. He man. drank this the fucking Kool Aid on this take. one. He wow, he's crazy. I clip I snippet. I snipped it down in various spots because uh, yeah. it's such a long speech, and I didn't do the whole thing, but I just wanted to get the the chunk uh, so everybody gets the gist of what we're talking about here. Bill and I, dude, I think this is the result of the messaging. Yeah, this is months, maybe even a year. First of all, his, we'll hear it, but his delusion... He doesn't believe this. Dude, his delusion on Jan 6th is mind-blowing, man. They don't believe... They, they can't really believe this. I don't know, dude. He, he's, is... like, dumbfounded that that the Jan 6th hearings didn't have the effect they believed it would have. That's, that, why, that's what I, I wasn't dude, sure if he was If your party does a committee for, for six months <laughs> where they bring in all these people, they do primetime things, and then more people believe he's innocent... That doesn't mean they're idiots. That means your committee convinced people of what really happened, and what really happened is not what you wanted to happen. Maybe, Bill Maher, you've been had. 
and you don't realize it. They tricked you yeah. into thinking yeah, this is right. a real you're thing. You're the fool. You are the fool. And you, you keep calling everybody who's not believing this a fool. It's so funny. It'd be you're facing the crowd calling them idiots and there's nobody behind you. It's so bizarre, That's dude. That's a great point. I like I can't figure it out. It's like, dude, you've done this for shtick now for a year. Let it go. You don't re- you're smart enough. You haven't let it go. You don't realize that you're an idiot, that you've been played by the institution. Or Dude, it doesn't even register when they ask people about the number one thing they're concerned about. It doesn't Jan 6 doesn't even come up. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. <laughs> I'm I'm flummoxed by this. This whole the obsession with Jan 6 and the the fact that like after all this all these shenanigans that unfolded and Liz Cheney and all that nonsense, these idiots have turned around. They're like, well, you guys aren't, you're not interested? Like, <laughs> nobody's watching? What happened? I thought this was a big deal, man. Come on. It's weird. They live in this weird bubble. Maybe Bill Maher is just part of that weird little tight bubble. And He is. He's part of the LA, DC bubble. No, it's strange. They, they need to wake up because nobody cares. But here's Bill Maher. He, he, uh, believes that democracy is not only at stake, but it's already lost. So you might as well just stay home, I guess. Uh, don't vote. Kiss a goodbye. That's right. And finally, new rule. Well, we had a good run. I know that's not really a rule, but since everything in America is about to change in a very fundamental way, what the fuck? <laughs> Rules are about to go out the window. Tuesday is election day, and I know I should probably tell you to vote in what, honest to God, is really the most important election ever. So, okay, yes, you should vote. And it should be for the one party that still stands for democracy preservation. The January 6th hearings, it turns out, changed nobody's mind. Democrat Jamie Raskin said the hearings would tell a story that will really blow the roof off the house. No, that was Hurricane Ian. (laughs) The hearings, roof not blown. The committee did a masterful job laying out the case, but we live in partisan America now. After all the hearings, the percentage of Americans who thought Trump did nothing wrong went up three points. That's American now. It's like trying to win an argument in a marriage. Even when you're right, it still gets you nothing. (laughs) Democracy is on the ballot, and unfortunately, it's going to lose. And once it's gone, it's gone. It's not something you can change your mind about in reverse. That's gender. I thought that was funny. <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. Republicans will take control of Congress, and next year they'll begin impeaching Biden and never stop. They'll impeach him for getting out of Afghanistan and getting into Ukraine. For inflation, for recession, for falling off his bike, it won't matter, and it won't make sense. But Biden will be a crippled duck when he goes up against the 2024 trump Carry Lake ticket. And even if Trump loses, it doesn't matter. On Inauguration Day 2025, he's going to show up, whether he's on the list or not. And this time, he's not going to take no for an answer, because this time, he will have behind him the army of election deniers that is being elected in four days. Wow. Yeah, that is, dude, Jesus Christ, man. That was dark, man. You guys need a better (laughs) angle here. Yeah. Whoa, man. He goes on to say that, like, he will have then the backing of everyone in Congress who will then not allow 
Democrat. I, it's so funny. This is you know crazy why you're, shit. You know why this is failing? Because you're literally, like right there, you're about to cry because you know on Tuesday the Republicans are going to win, right? Absolutely. More people are going to vote for the Republicans. And you're saying that's the end of democracy? <laughs> no, the people are going to get what they wanted. Yeah, that, man. How is that the end of democracy? It's the end of what you wanted. It's not the end of democracy. And then your little joke about changing genders. Yeah, maybe that's why people are moving over. Did you not think about that for five seconds? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if it sounds absurd to you in L.A., what do you think it sounds like to people in Kansas? Wow. Right? Not even, I mean, come on. Don't even have to go that far. Into the Midwest. I mean, it, I think it's a pretty absurd, the gender it's thing. It's a universal thing, but do these people forget that places like Kansas exist? <laughs> Bill Maher seems to, from time to time, almost say it out loud and not realize what he's saying out loud. And yeah. the, do you see the audience, like, kind of groaning? Like, are you really taking it this seriously? So it was an interesting show to watch. He had uh, Fareed Z- Zakaria on there. Zakaria. That was so boring, dude. Well, what I literally was, couldn't watch it, man. It was so boring. You know what was interesting is the audience was never cheering. No, because it wasn't. It was nobody in- believes that democracy is going to end. <laughs> nobody believes that 2022 is the election that's going to end democracy in America. <laughs> I don't right? Even, I, it's it's a midterm election. Like most people don't even fucking care about midterms. Nobody cares. Dude. It's so funny. It's really amazing. <laughs> Bill Maher. He's so dramatic, dude. <laughs> and I mean, like, how, how full of yourself are you people? I, you guys are going to save democracy. You guys are going to save the planet. The planet. You guys are going to save the people. That's right. I don't think you guys have the ability to even win this election. <laughs> what makes you think you, you know what I mean? You can't even get Artemis to the moon, you clowns. <laughs> Oh my god, what happened to Artemis? It's still, it's grounded forever, man. Get out of here. It's done. <laughs> they canceled Artemis. They canceled the moon. <laughs> These idiots, they can't even go to the moon. Uh, we can't land on the moon. We found out it was flat. Actually, your feet will just puncture right through. <laughs> flat moon theory, yeah! <laughs> you know what's going to happen is Trump's going to win. He's going to go to the moon first thing, and they're going to plant a Trump thing on the moon, right? So every time you look up at the moon, it just says Trump in golden letters. Oh, that would be beautiful. He's going to own the moon. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're going after that, uh, that gold asteroid that they're trying to mine. That's right. Yeah. You need all that gold just for the Trump name on the moon. Just for his toilet. You know, Dude. that's all. <laughs> He's after it just for the toiletries. Think about all the rocket fuel that you're going to need to lift a gold toilet to the moon. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, they can't get to the moon. Uh, Dude, they can't. The Afghanistan debacle happened in the last two years. Everything. If you really like. The fact that you guys are crying about the impeachments that are coming. Like, yeah. You guys did the same thing to Isn't Trump. Isn't that funny? That's that's, <laughs> that's why you should. That's why everybody on the right was like, "Dude, don't do this." You impeached the guy for four years. That's literally for what you nothing. guys did. You created so, dude. The the steel dossier. 
Steel dossier. What happened to the steel dossier? Well, it turns out it was kind of a lot of bullshit, actually. The steel oh, they're gonna, dossier. They're going to go after Joe Biden for everything, like even falling off a bike. Uh, you did a five-minute monologue about him flushing documents down the toilet. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> okay. Now you guys are all fucking high and mighty on your fucking high horse here. Uh, I can't believe they're going to impeach him for anything. Yeah, it's really funny, man. You can't believe they're going to impeach the guy that you... You impeached the last guy for making a phone call about the corruption of this guy. Wow. That's how corrupt he is. (laughs) Wow, great call. He's so corrupt, the last president got impeached for questioning this guy's corruption. Now you're you you don't think they're gonna go after him? I think the Republicans have a, a road. They have two paths they can go down. They could keep this dirty situation afloat and uh, persecute their political rivals as the Joe Biden administration has done. Okay, and that's a dirty road, and it leads nowhere positive. Or, and I stand by this. I have since the beginning when the Republicans come into power. Go after Hunter Biden and Tony Fauci. That's a good call. That's what they need to do. Is, no, go after Fauci. I don't even care about Hunter, dude. I think Hunter's an important fuck. I think if they nah. go after Hunter, then you can stop the Biden administration from playing in politics anymore. And we Let can them maybe, do their, dude. Fuck it. But Let, once you get the once you get the Republican <sighs> Congress, Biden can't do anything. He's helpless. Let him ride it out. He's gonna look terrible. You guys are gonna win in two years. Sure. Go after Fuck Fauci. Hunter. Go after Fauci. Oh, I think the whole country would love for the government to finally nail this guy because he. I think we've uh, let enough time pass and enough information has come out to, you know, definitively prove that he, at the very least, is at fault for this virus being in play and leaking out and entering, you know, yeah. society. Yeah, Fauci's got to go down. So, and he made money off of it. So I think he needs to at least. We need a fall guy, and I've always wanted it. Where the the, fuck is Dashik? You're never gonna get Dashik, man. God, that guy disappeared, huh? Oh, that snake always slithers away. Uh, I mean, you bring up Dashik's name, nobody knows who you're talking about. No. So for Fauci to not not realize, yeah, everyone. (laughs) Fauci was the setup guy. He was all along. He should have known it the day he went out for that first pitch, but. It's the truth, and I look forward to him going down. Rand Paul has definitely said he's like Fauci's number one on his list. Oh, yeah, he can't wait. But I do think they're going to go after Hunter, and I think it's important because it'll allow them to have maybe a stepping stool, if you will, in order to get the public on board with no more funding for Ukraine. We have got to stop funneling billions of dollars to this place. Uh, no, dude, it's I heard some stop. really scary. I heard some really scary things about that. Really? Are you on board yeah. now for all the moolah to Ukraine? No, there's a lot of talk that Zelensky himself wrote a letter that everybody's afraid. Zelensky's afraid that once the Republicans take over, they will only be sending military aid. Ooh. So no more re- cocaine for Republicans Zelensky. are dude. Republicans <laughs> are the, the 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 war industrial complex, you know. Sure. So you bring in these uh, Republicans. They're they don't want to end this war. They want to fucking 
Send more missiles. They want to ramp it up. They want to bring in Iron Man and really go to town, you know? Exactly. Yeah. First, you got to build an Iron Man. Oh. Give us a uh, 900 bill. Hell yeah. Dude, we yeah. must have Iron Men at this point. Come on. Well, I was in the army for four years. Oh! hey <laughs> Ladies, you heard that right. <laughs> oh, my God. So they had one for a short time. <laughs> yeah, well, that so... You are. Yeah, we gotta, uh, we're gonna have to take this break here. You're saying that? Uh, oh yeah, it is the hour point, fastest hour in the universe. Good Way call, Mike. Fast. We will hit the break right here and uh, be back I'll in do a the flash. Music, man. Oh, you've got the music. Oh man, I got, I got. Whole new world, folks. All right, we'll be back. That's- 